It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. Yes, I am finally off sabbatical, experiencing major, major technological issues where nothing is working. I am swearing to the nth degree. The microphone is running hot, and so you're just going to be stuck with the runny afterbirth of electronical, electrical, guttural The Democrats are so astronomically stupid, and they're—I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Uh, They're desperately trying to ignore the fact that Durham um, is now going after Russia gators and possibly going after the Clintons, but I suspect that the FBI sold out the Clintons, the FBI sold out everybody else, and they're going to try to pin this on the CIA— uh, because uh, uh, just some things that's been going on with uh, with Durham. So he started today, uh, they went through uh, jury selection. The overwhelming majority of the jurors are going to be Democrats. Uh, you know, you got the, 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 the idiots, the knuckle-draggers that are wearing masks everywhere. They're part of the jury. Uh, you've got people that are Antifa members on the jury. I mean, it, it's just a cavalcade of idiots. That's going to be on this thing. And and do we really expect them to give anybody a fair trial? No, of course not. Of course not. This is going to be extremely biased. Uh, even the judge is biased. Um, so I, I don't expect much from this other than a lot of exposure that's going to be damaging. I don't actually expect any real consequences to come from the whole Russiagate-Durham thing. Uh, so we'll have to watch out for this one. But the Democrats are, are, are imploding. They're absolutely imploding because just think about this. Think about the damage that's happening on Twitter with Elon Musk. Elon just came out over the weekend and said he'd be surprised if there were any less than 20% of all accounts on Twitter to be fake. So he, there are no real active users. He even in one tweet suspected that around 90% of Twitter users are, in fact, fake. They're bots. They're they're one person with multiple accounts. Uh, So it doesn't look good for Twitter because that means that the offer that Elon Musk put on the table is way overvalued, and nobody in their right mind would ever buy Twitter for that amount. So we'll see what happens with that. I suspect it's nothing good. But here's another thing. Everybody's talking about the Ukraine. Oh, we need to give more money to the Ukraine. We can't give them enough. We'll start off at $33 billion. No, let's jack it up to $40 billion. Let's keep going. We can't pump enough money into the Ukraine. So I have my suspicions on why that's actually happening, what they're actually doing um, in there. Uh, But I think it is going to be... The, the the major problem with all of this is that you're going to have a massive, massive amount of money laundering and a massive amount of bailouts going to the Raytheons, the Boeings, the Grummans, all of those people. And the, the reason why is this. There was a story that came out across social media that talked about, or is actually interviewing, uh, Ukrainians uh, and Nazis that surrendered 
to the Russians. Now, for the what it's worth for the Russians, they haven't been abusing any of the Ukrainians that have surrendered. They've been taking them in. They've been giving them three square a day. They've been uh, giving them clothing and everything else. And they haven't been doing anything to anybody. Unlike the Azov Battalion, the Nazis over there, uh, they're shooting people, shooting POWs in the knees. If you are some sort of officer and you're captured, rumors are they're shooting them in the heads and killing them outright, uh, using human shields. Uh, so, I mean, we're talking about true blue neo-Nazis here, if not outright Nazis, legacy Nazis. So Rand Paul, the other day, said, wait a minute, we're not going to allow $40 billion to be given to the Ukraine this year, over $40 billion. This I think it's up to $50 billion if you tack on everything else that was spent on the Ukrainians. That far surpasses the money that the United States gives to Israel every year. So I'm pretty sure somebody's upset by all of this. So Rand Paul said, forget about it. We're not doing this. I'm going to put this to a stop. Now, here's the thing. Rand Paul said, my oath of office is to the national security of the U.S. We cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. So here's the, here's the other problem with all of this, is that those videos that were posted by the Russians that talked about how they were being treated, uh, the Ukrainians were being treated fairly, those Ukrainians also spoke about the weapons that they were given by the United States. Those weapons worked, they said, about 25% of the time. They would blow up prior to impact, they would impact and not blow up, uh, they would just not work, the batteries were dead, the, battery, the, the whole thing was expired, uh, so they couldn't use any anti-tank missiles. So what does this tell you? It tells you that the United States had a metric buttload of antiquated stock that they needed to get rid of. And if they didn't give it to the Ukraine, it would just be marked as a loss. So what did they do? The United States government created these massive, massive bailouts under the guise of funding and and aid to the Ukraine. Meanwhile, that money was given to the quote-unquote defense contractors so that the United States government would be able to buy the aging, useless stock from them to give to the Ukrainians. Basically, this whole thing is massive money laundering to the defense industry, and the Defense Department was paid at a premium dollar for shit equipment that was going to be trashed in about five years. That's the whole thing in a nutshell. That's it. And Senator Paul, Senator Rand Paul, said this massive giveaway to the Ukraine equals nearly the entire yearly budget of the U.S. State Department and is larger than the budget of the Department of Homeland Security. Now, here's the big thing that Rand Paul wanted. It wasn't, oh, he's trying to stop America. He's trying to stop peace. He's trying to, to, to sell out our allies, our Nazi allies in the Ukraine. This is what Rand Paul requested. This is why he held up the whole thing. He never said, we're not going to give the $40 billion. All he said was, and this is his quote, All I requested is an amendment to be included in the final bill that allows for the inspector general to oversee how funds are spent. That's all he wanted. 
He wanted to know where the money was going. He wanted to know how the money was being spent, and he wanted a record of those funds being spent appropriately. He didn't just want pallets of cash to be delivered to neo-Nazis and coke-snorting C-list comedians, otherwise known as presidents of the Ukraine, Zelensky. Uh, he wanted those this funding to be tracked. He wanted accountability in the bill. And this is what all of the Democrats and Republicans, rollover Republicans, are so upset about. They're upset about being held accountable. They can't just flush money down the toilet and give it to anybody and just have it go into the ether does that sound really bad does that make Rand paul some altruistic pillar of virtue absolutely not he never said no he just said he wanted a record of where the money goes that's all so i mean to, to, to the democrats are out right he had chuck schumer and his in his smug look he always has those stupid things pencil-thin glasses he puts at the edge of his proboscis, his long, long nose, and he always looks up from them as he's reading, like, oh, he's a school marm. He's just atrocious. He's one of the worst people on the planet. And uh, he shouldn't shouldn't be anywhere near uh, any sort of lawmaking apparatus. He should be drummed out of existence. He should be somewhere else. You know, we don't want him to die. We just want him to go away and never come back. Just don't even talk. Don't, just please go away. Oh, this is interesting. At least 300 Azov fighters, otherwise known as Nazis, surrendered to Russians at the Azovstal plant, ending the lengthy siege. Good. Absolutely good. It's about time. And if the Russians do something icky to a whole bunch of these Nazis, somebody like Chris Michaels probably wouldn't care uh, but this is a monumental shift in the narrative because if they actually did surrender and there's nobody else lurking about in the massive tunnels and the catacombs beneath Mariupol and the Azovstal plant, then the Russians are really going to pull the plug on a lot of people's uh, facades. They're going to start to show you just how much the United States was invested in creating weapons of mass destruction along its borders. So let's watch out for that one. But anyway, going back to Rand Paul and the idiotic Democrats, we had a, a tragedy over the weekend where we had that kid going nuts, 18-year-old kid. And supposedly he found the time to write a 180-page manifesto. Does anybody believe an 18-year-old is going to write or at least copy and paste a 180-page manifesto? No, absolutely not. This thing is more than suspicious. Of course, I'm talking about the mass shooting. Uh, He was walking around with a 10-round magazine, somehow wounded 11 people and killed, or no, killed 11, wounded 13 or something like that, something along those lines. Um, so please explain to me how he had uh, more bullets or less bullets than the amount of people that were injured here. And Governor Hochul, uh, horse-faced, oat-bag-chewing idiot uh, from upstate New York, she's out there saying we need more. Uh, what do we need here? Uh, oh, she wants more censorship across the Internet. Of course she does. Of course she does. She went on CNN's State of the Union. They need to be called out. And leaders, elected officials from both parties, need to stand up at this moment and call it out and put shame to it. 
course, she's talking about how there is white supremacy and voices of hatred and racism all over the internet. Oh, goodness. We are dealing with it on the gun side, but also we need to deal with it on the social media side. She's absolutely talking about complete censorship of free speech. That's what these people are about. That's what they've always been about. The Republicans aren't going to save you because the Republicans aren't doing anything to stop it. And this is all part of an elaborate plan to unify a transatlantic partnership. Because think about this. You've got the United States, you've got England, you've got the EU, you've got Canada, and then we'll throw in Australia and New Zealand for good measure. Um, And they're all doing the same things in lockstep. They're all following World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, diktats, and edicts. So there are a couple of things to make note with all of that. The first thing is that the EU has introduced some legislation, and what they are trying to pass is they want to monitor every single text message that goes across your phone. They want to monitor everything you do across social media, the pictures you save, the emails that you send, and they are going to be able to censor everything you do across your phone. That means if you call somebody a twat or a cunt in a text message, they could, in fact, censor it, and that receiver could never know that you called them icky things. So, that's the real problem. That's what we're really faced with here. That's happening in the EU, and that's probably going to be what's happening in the U.S., maybe not this year, probably next year. Uh, They're probably going to flush out some sort of false flag where they engineer a massive, massive, uh, I don't know, internet blackout or some nonsense like that. The second thing we have to, we've got to worry about is the World Health Organization and its tyranny. There, next week, there's a big hobnobbing World Health Organization meeting going on. They are going to try to unify every single country that signs on to its, essentially, its pandemic treaty. So there's 194 nations that are trying to sign on to this thing. What does this thing do? It enables the World Health Organization to establish health policy across all of those signatories, regardless of the situation on the ground. And those countries that sign on to this thing are going to be held by law accountable to institute whatever policies the World Health Organization deems necessary. So let's have an example. Let's say there is some sort of icky plague that erupts out of Germany. The World Health Organization says, well, that's it. Here's another mRNA gene therapy platform called a vaccine. And that means that all 194 countries that signed on to the pandemic treaty are going to force all of its citizens to take this mRNA gene therapy platform. Even though the plague is confirmed find to the borders of Germany. Doesn't matter if you're in the United States, doesn't matter if you're in Canada, doesn't matter if you're on an island like England, the World Health Organization deems it so. Where is this coming from? Look at the World Health Organization, look up a organi- another group called Gavi, G-A-V-I. Gavi is the whole engine behind the vaccine rollouts across the planet. Who runs Gavi, essentially? 
Bill Gates. Bill Gates is the top donor to Gavi. Gavi then tells the World Health Organization what to do with vaccine policy, and the World Health Organization says, oh, yes, we need to do this, and it gives it the guise of true global health policy, when in fact it's not. It's all controlled by Bill Gates. It's also controlled by Japan, ironically. Japan is the number two donor. Both of those uh, donors, Bill Gates and the country of Japan, have given over $1 billion to Gavi. So I really want to know what the deal is and why Japan would be uh, pushing things uh, like like mandatory vaccines. And That's very, very bizarre to me uh, because it, it just doesn't make sense. Oh, good. one more thing. Here's the real problem with Governor Hochul and uh, the whole mass murderer kid, right? So he's 18, creates a 180-page manifesto, uh, and th- th- here's one little, little itsy-bitsy part that the Democrats are going to have problems with. He uses the Nazi Black Star, or Black Sun, as his emblem. It's a circle with a whole bunch of jagged lines uh, from a central point that goes to the inside of the circle. Look it up. It, it had to do with uh, occult research, so daemon- uh, demonic uh, research and uh, looking for holy grails and things like that uh, during World War II and prior to World War II and probably after World War II. Uh, so this kid has the Black Sun as his emblem. Well, do you know what other organization uses the Black Sun? Oh, that's right, the Nazis in the Ukraine. They have a whole unit, and the unit patch is none other than the Nazi occult Black Sun. So the Democrats have really got something to answer for uh, with their funding of Nazis in the Ukraine. Because they're going to try to push this kid as a mass murderer, as a, as a white supremacist, and uh, we're going to need to have more gun control, have more internet, social media control, and we're going to need to stamp out Nazism. Okay, well then don't give the Nazis $50 billion to play with, even though they're in another country thousands of miles away. So another idiotic, nonsense, BS type of narrative uh, coming from the Democrats. One more thing. Does everybody remember... Does everybody remember how um, Biden came out and used terms like ultra MAGA and called President Trump the great MAGA king? Yeah, that's right. This decrepit dotard, otherwise known as Joseph Biden, decided to use the phrase the great MAGA king. And this is supposed to be the greatest dig into Donald Trump and all of the deplorables that support him. Do you know where they came up with that phrase, the great MAGA king? That just didn't happen organically, like Jen Psaki said it did. She came out there and said, ultra MAGA. It was an organic utterance from Joe Biden. I mean, he just... He just it just popped up and he was talking and he had a silver tongue and he just came up with things like ultra maga and the great maga king. Well, it turns out that ultra maga and the great maga king phrases came from a 6-month research project to find out the best way to target Republicans and this thing was helmed by Biden advisor Anita Dunn and the Center for American Progress Action Fund. So this is what they're getting, the six months, tens of thousands of dollars, this is the best they can do is ultra MAGA and the great MAGA king. I mean, you you wonder why this country is in the dire straits that it's in. When you've got idiots like Joe Biden paying tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands 
to to opposition research groups like the Heart Research Group, which does the polling to NBC and CNBC, to come up with an, a lame, a lame phrase like the great MAGA king. I mean, if I was Trump, I would run with that thing. I would run with that phrase. And finally, finally, 20 minutes in, finally, Dr. Fauci is now going to be the greatest advocate for getting Donald Trump back into office. Donald Trump over the weekend um, over the weekend said on CNN that if former President Trump is elected again in 2024, then I'm out. If you look at the history of what the response was during the administration, at best you can say it wasn't optimal. History will speak for itself on that, Dr. Fauci said. And he also said that if if Donald Trump gets in there, then he would not continue to serve as the White House chief medical advisor. Good, good. Don't even wait for Donald Trump to get in there. Just leave now, you little four-eyed twerp. God, just get out of here. Sooner the better. So I, I don't know. If you need any other reason to vote for Donald Trump, if he runs again in 2024, then you've got nowhere else to turn than Dr. Fauci. He is the biggest advocate for getting Donald Trump back into office. No more lockdowns, no more masks, no more mandates, no more idiotic lies and speaking out of both sides of your mouth when it comes to health policy. No more getting commission. That was another thing we found out over the course of my sabbatical where uh, the, there was a, 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 I'll do the story tomorrow then, uh, where Dr. Fauci, it was found out that Dr. Fauci was getting commission on everything he was doing and all the drugs he was introducing, all behind closed doors. So uh, Dr. Fauci has a vested interest in making sure you're inoculated, whether you like it or not. So that's going to be it for me. The first day back from sabbatical, this is Chris Michaels, and you have been listening to Last Call with Chris Michaels. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Truth Social. On all three of those places, my handle is Last Call Caravan. Because if you're listening to me, you're a lovable fuzzball, and you have been on the caravan that is the Last Call.